What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Kariga. Welcome to Underlying Perceptions. And today I'm here to provide my underlying perspective on why do men suppress their emotions? So I feel like this is a topic that uh, I feel would be good to discuss today. Um, today I was supposed to have a guest here, but uh, we would just have to reschedule. You know, some things come up. So today we're just going to go ahead and we're going to talk about why do men tend to suppress their emotions, suppress their feelings, and why does our emotions get undermined? So, you know, um, just from personal experience, I'm going to just disclose, I felt like, I feel like when you get older in life and you start seeing like how society move as time flies, you start seeing how society move. You start seeing that when you express your vulnerabilities, it, it could be deemed as a weakness. You know what I'm saying? Like being a boy, you know, we, we're, we're more hyperactive, you know, we're more impulsive than girls. Um, we're very competitive. And, you know, we have a long history of men just trying to be dominant, uh, war, violent crimes, um, homicides, etc., even suicide rates. Uh, you can just see that it just comes from a, a core where we feel like we're not able to express our vulnerabilities in a healthy way. So what happens is, is that it, it bottles up and it gets the best of us. And then once it just bottles up too much, the bottle gets tight, it explodes. And then we release what we've held inside and sometimes uh, in the worst way towards people we love or towards friends or towards ourselves. You know, we, we start having a lack of self, like lack of self-awareness, self-care is not taken as a priority. We start feeling hopelessness. We feel that nobody listens to us. Sometimes we'll feel that if we express to a person, they're going to expose it as and make me seem weak in the in, or seem as a as a individual that that doesn't have it together or feeling like your mental health has to be minimized in order to be seen as a strong person. And I feel like with men, um, men of all ethnic groups, you know, I feel like this is just across the board is that. Uh, we don't create a safe space for ourselves, you know, thinking of how much we've, you know, put into life, you know, buildings, constructions, and, you know, just creating, uh, uh, just being creative on planet earth. I'm surprised we haven't had many male figures out there that kind of created a safe space for other men to express themselves without looking at them as weak, you know? Um, and that's why we tend to see these high suicide rates. That's why we tend to see these high violent crime rates, these homicides, these, um, these wars, you know, it, it's, it's a very complex issue, but at the same time, I feel that men need to be able to express themselves without being seen as weak, like making your mental health a priority in the steps of life is only going to shape you and strengthen you on your journey. Like, it's just really something to be mindful of. You know, now I'm not saying that you have to disclose everything about yourself to somebody, you know, just disclose what you feel, you know, that needs to be heard or for somebody to seek understanding because people are not mind readers, you know, so you can't expect people to just know off the bat how you feel, you know, yeah, your body language can or your nonverbal cues can show that you are feeling some type of way or that you are going through something, but also being verbal and expressing that also can give somebody a better understanding of where you are right now mentally, you know? And I feel like sometimes, uh, you know, it could be your parents, it can be your cousins, it can be your best friends that may not create that safe space for you. You feel like, you feel like if I opened up to them about this, 
They're going to look at me weak. They're going to have a whole different perception of who I am. My image is different. My image is altered. And you, you feel you feel awkward. You feel like now you're in an awkward position that you can't you can no longer be yourself or you, you're seen in a negative light. And I feel like once we are able to, like, tackle the core issue that we do need to put our mental health as a priority, we need to be able to be vulnerable in some cases, especially when it comes to a relationship. We'll realize how strong we really are because the decision making that comes behind bottled emotions uh, will lead to, you know, very poor outcomes, man. Like just look at the prison system. You know what I'm saying? That that can answer your question. Like just look at the prison system. Um, look at the crime rates. Just, you know, go on Google, do a simple research. Look at your news stations and just see all the aggression that a lot of men do create in this world. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a toxic masculinity concept. There you go. It's a toxic masculinity concept that if we express our vulnerability, we are weak and we are not that. However, we do express our emotions in other ways, which is very impulsive in most cases, you know, and that's a form of expression too. But it's not it's not at its healthiest, you know. They're, your healthiest is being able to communicate with someone, and uh, that's why I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a I'm an advocate for mental health. I'm an advocate for people to go out there and seek a therapist to seek treatment. Um, I for sure did it. You know, there's there's been times in my life where I just bottled up a lot, like just bottling up, being quiet, putting myself in solitude, to where. I feel this is the best place for me to gather my thoughts. This is the best place for me to actually recollect myself and just, you know, maybe approach the situation better. But the more and more you put yourself in solitude, then it becomes isolation. And that's the, that's the con that comes with solitude is the isolation. Like the more and more you become solitude with your emotions and not being able to deal with them in a way that can help you better yourself or help you better yourself mentally um, it, it can really put you in a depressive state. Um, your anxiety can, you know, rise. Your anxiety can get the best of you. Um, and I just feel like everybody's life experiences as a child definitely manifest in how they feel in their adolescent years and their adult years, you know. Uh, a prime example is, you know, you never knew how to handle your aggression when you was young. So then you get into a certain age, let's say, let's say 12 years old, you're getting into fights all the time. 13, you're getting into all kinds of fights. Then that's how you're going to think that's how situations are handled. So then when you go to a job in your 20s and you're getting into it with your boss every time because they say something you don't like or you feel that your gangster is tested or something along those lines, you start realizing that all you know is to handle this situation through impulsivity. And it, and that's where your decision making becomes impaired. That's when your daily functioning becomes impaired. There is something in your life that that kind of stumped that that personal growth. And that's why talking about these topics here on underlying perceptions and just having this discussion amongst other people is just to bring light to this and understand that this is why we need to be aware of our behaviors. This is why we need to be aware and be accountable of our actions and how we actually uh, handle our emotions. So, you know, men, I, I, and, I, I, and I don't speak for all men, but I do speak for my brothers. I do speak for myself. Um, I speak for the men in my family, the men in my circle, is that, you know, um, our friendships, our familyships, our relationships, it, it, it all based off of a great communication. That's why we're still close-knit. That's why we're still in solidarity with each other. 
is because communication does that. And if it works with our family, it works with our friends, it works with people we meet, it works with our coworkers when we at work, you know, it's the communication aspect. And I feel like, especially like in the inner cities, especially when it comes to like disagreements to something, you know, I feel like if more of, more of my brothers just communicated rather than taking it to the next step to where things got to be handled in an impulsive way. And, you know, I, I can honestly say that I am guilty of this too, is thinking that things have to be handled in an impulsive way is a solution when really it didn't, it didn't handle anything. It didn't conclude anything besides an ongoing issue rather than we can compromise. We can agree to disagree. We can communicate our differences, see eye to eye. And then from there on address a boundary and you will start seeing like how things can just change in your life like that. When you, you, you know, it's the energy you give and that'll be the energy you receive. You know what I'm saying? It's we can make a change in this world. If we just show this example to our, our younger sons out there that when you do get upset, when you do feel mad and angry, there's a way about it. There's a way to express that communicate, you know, and when you communicate, people can understand why you may feel this way because everybody is not raised the same and we all deal with trauma differently and we all tend to handle trauma differently it impacts our, our walks in life differently. So my underlying perception is please communicate and seek, and if you feel like you can't communicate with friends and family about certain things, you feel like it's going to be taboo if you talk about it, or you feel that you're going to be judged if you're talk to, talking about it amongst them, uh, seek a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Find you a great therapist, you know, build a therapeutic alliance and discuss those core issues so you can get the answers you're looking for because you are the author of your life. You know, a therapist isn't there to tell you your life. They're not there to tell you how you should live your life. They're just giving you the tools and the means for you to be more aware of what you should, what you already know, honestly, because it's your lifestyle. It's your life. You know, if somebody says a certain thing, you know how you're going to react to it. So you have a, a, a step to intervene to, to, to avoid resulting into a negative decision whether that's fighting, whether that's going to kill somebody, whether that's going to harm someone or harm yourself, you can, you can try to find that step where you're like, okay, I'm about to reach this point. I'm aware that I'm going to reach this point, but what can I do to intervene that feeling and set a momentary intention? You know what I'm saying? And that's where, that's that step of growth that you can make. And the more and more you live your life in that way, being aware um, still staying 10 toes and don't fold, but being aware of your emotions, um, you can, you, it'll make your life a, a much easier, you know, and it reduces the stress, it re reduces the symptoms of depression, it reduces the symptoms of anxiety, and, and it will, and it will help you think a lot clearer to how to handle situations when you're in the heat of issues, or if you're in a, a circumstance or a situation, men, please go ahead and communicate your emotions, uh, seek treatment. If, uh, you feel that it's really impacting your daily living, go seek mental health treatment, go to your nearest community, uh, behavioral services and, um, just see what the County offers and, you know, take them on it. I went for therapy and it helped me out. Um, you know, I got, I was able to talk to a therapist about, uh, some issues that I was holding on my adolescent years, you know, some issues that I was holding on my elementary years. And it's just like, you know, here I am, pushing 30 years old and 
the the issues that happened years or decades before where I'm at today is still a memory It's still impacting. And it's like, okay, what, what can I do to make this change? What can I do to, uh, strengthen resiliency? What do I need closure from? Um, what do I need to confront? What internal conflicts do I need to confront? You know, put that same thought into your mental health as you would into your craft, into your, your passions, into your work, for you to provide for your family into the steps in life that you take every day, put that same effort into taking care of your mental self, your health, your self care needs to be a priority. And you'll start realizing that it's okay to be vulnerable. That's the pro about like being vulnerable. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to cry. You have to, to shout. You, you can express vulnerability by simply communicating what's bothering you. It's simple as that too. And a lot of this is easier said than done. But those are steps to take when expressing your vulnerabilities. And there's nothing wrong with crying. Um, if anybody say you a bitch or you a punk or because you're crying about something that really, truly bothers you, you know what? Take it with a grain of salt. We are humans. You know what I'm saying? We, we have emotions, too. You know, we don't need to develop this, this, uh, this norm that men are robotic. Men are to be this, this, uh, this brick wall. And all they do is just take the hits and just keep going. They just going to keep going. No, sometimes if you take too many hits, you're going to fall. But now when you take that fall, it's about how you're going to get up. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to stay there or are you going to get up? You know? And for men to be out there to, you know, create these safe spaces for other men to express their vulnerabilities, do that. If you got, uh, if you're in a relationship and, you know, you tend to kind of isolate yourself from a situation or you kind of shut down, um, you know, kind of reflect on that in solitude and then recollect and then communicate that with your partner rather than leaving things unsaid. Um, Cause when you leave a lot of things unsaid and expecting people to be mind readers to how you feel, it's, it's going to set you up for disappointment because here you are setting an expectation that is higher than what it should be. You know, lower your expectations a little bit, be a little aware that, not everybody's going to know what you're going through. Not everybody's going to be aware of what you're really feeling inside or what thoughts you truly have. You know, you got to be able to channel that in and express that if you want somebody to truly understand you, you know? So that's for all my men out there, man. Like seek treatment, go get, see a therapist, open up, express your vulnerabilities. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's a protective factor when we tend to, uh, hold things in, you know, and, and that's okay too, because it's a protective factor. Like it can help you in some cases, you know, it could benefit you in some cases. So I'm not saying it's completely wrong, but I'm saying if you, if it gets to a point where you feel that it's really impacting your mental health, then you know that it is something that you should take the means to work on reducing, reducing those symptoms of depression, reducing those symptoms of anxiety. So you can, you know, your daily life won't be as much of a hassle to you. You won't have these feelings, these internal conflicts of saying that, yeah, hey, man, you know, I am depressed, but I, I'm not going to let nobody know. I'm just going to keep moving on. I'm just going to keep working. This is just what I have to do. And it's like, that's cool. But then to a certain point, it's going to get the best of you. And that, and that, that's already, you know, that's already in the statistics for the suicide rates in males. Um, it's, it's high. Um, it's higher than women's rates because 
And uh, it's because women women expresses their 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 emotions and their vulnerabilities way way more than men do, um, according to statistics and research. And you know, uh, if you can just if if it sounds like it's somebody you know or people do that you do know or from what you observe, you can see that there is a pattern that a lot of men tend to not express themselves. You know, it's a it's a pattern, it's a norm in society to where. Hey, if I express myself, I'm weak, you know, and I can't show weakness in a world full of uh, 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 savages, you know, like I got to I got to have this hard front. I got to I got to be like this for my family. I got to be the one to take it all in. And it's just what it is. And it's like that's strong. But then it, it can it can really break you down. And suicide rates is usually uh, the cause of that. But the, the high suicide rates are really the cause of that is the fact that people think they can just handle this mental uh, battle by themselves when really you're going to need a support system. A support system is very important to have. So, you know, um, I'm going to have some people call in. I know that there are people out there that do have, you know, opinions and, a, you know, a testimony on why I, I don't express my vulnerabilities or why I tend to suppress my emotions in a world like this. So I will be getting people to come in and call in and kind of give their, uh, their perception on things because, this is just one perception. You know, this is just my perception on it, my perspective. And from my personal experience, I felt like by the more that I was just bottling up my emotions, the worse it got for me, the worse it got on my mental health, the more that I started having ideations. I did have ideations of suicide. You know, I never, uh, never made the attempt. Um, but I, I always, I, I have had ideations for sure. You know, I, I had sat there one time and just thought about like, what if, you know, and the fact that I would have those ideations, it just had me kind of reflect, like, what do I need to do different? And I needed to go ahead and, you know, seek a therapist. I needed to go ahead and talk about what was really bothering me. And I was I was able to talk to a therapist about things that I thought would be taboo in my family, which is like, you know, depression, like being sad. Like, I don't know why I get like this when this situation happens. I don't know why I feel like this when this situation happens. So what can I do to better myself? And. That's why I went into this route in school for sure. I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, if I want to better myself, I got to go ahead and reach out for those answers because I am the author of my my life and this is my story. I'm going to continue writing until I perish. And that goes for you too. So you want to do what's good for you, but do what's good for your mental health because your mind is everything. It's, it's connected to your body. It's connected to the physiology it needs to function properly for your physiology to function properly. And your physical and your mental, they go hand in hand, you know? So it's like, you got to take care of both. You know, if you let one fall to its decrepitcy, then the other one is just going to end up falling short too. You know, you got to take care of both. So if you're a man of fitness and working out and you're like, I got to, I got to work out. I got to stay healthy. This got to be healthy too. You know what I'm saying? This got to be healthy too. So I'm going to go ahead and just get a couple people in, see it, let people know, like, they can come and call in because, you know, I would like to hear more perspectives on this. Like, you know, what do other men out there think about this? Like, do you suppress your emotions and why? What's the purpose? You know, uh, what's the gain and what's the loss that comes from suppressing your emotions? So, you know. And like I said, man, Go to my website, www.xcariga.com. Go to the contact page and let me know your underlying perceptions, too.
too. You know, that's what my, my website is up for. You know, I want y'all to go ahead and create dialogue. I want y'all to go ahead and create discussion. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to I want y'all to tap in. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what y'all think too. You know, uh, I don't have the answers. I'm only just speaking. You know, based off of my observations, my own personal experience. You know, uh, and just feeling that these are topics that need to be aware. You know, they need need to be aware. We got a call. Uh, let's go. Accept. Press one to send a voicemail. Press two. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. If y'all want to know who I was talking to, man, I'm talking to my man, Mike. He in the back on the engineering. Shout out to Room Service Media. The team is solidified. I promise. Hello? 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 Yes, this is Kariga. Welcome to Underline Perceptions. May I ask who's speaking? This is Manny. You guys just called me. Oh, hey, you, um, Mike, you, uh, you called the wrong person. Oh, <laughs> Call from Nova Kane. To accept, press one. Oh, yeah, here to we go. Voicemail, press two. Hello, hello. Can I be heard? Yes. Welcome to Underlying Perceptions. It's your boy, Kariga. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. What's up, man? Uh, I'm Nova Kane. Just calling in. Yes, sir, man. You know, welcome to Underlying Perceptions, bro. Today's topic is about why men suppress their emotions. And um, I'm glad that you called. And I just kind of want to go ahead and get your uh, your perspective on that. Like, why do you think men suppress their emotions? Uh, well, first, I want to say I'm, I'm just a fan of the platform you got going. I feel like this is important for the culture and, and just for uh, men around everyone, black men especially. But people in um, uh, this age range, I feel like this is really perfect for this uh, platform. But uh, I, I just want to say, honestly, I, I, I agree with everything that you're saying as far as speaking to people and, and speaking out help to speak with people, uh, especially professional help like that, because I not to get in too depth, but I had a recent uh, situation where it kind of made me uh, come come closer to myself pretty much and, and to the people around me and really understand the, the support level that I have from family and friends and where I may have not have felt uh, comfortable to go speak with those same people I've been growing up with my whole life. Uh, I really realized that I, I can have those conversations with it. And for me, that was a big step because, like you said before, you kind of hit on the head. As black men, we kind of just shy away from these kind of conversations. You know, I, I, I never seen my my father cry unless it was a funeral. And even then, I don't even know if I saw the tears uh, pass his cheek. So expressing those kind of things or those kind of uh, insecurities for myself has never been a, a comfortable standpoint that I, I wanted to be in. Uh, regardless of whoever I was talking to, it was just more of a, a me thing, I guess you can say. But uh, going forward, like I said Recently, I kind of had more of like a coming to myself, you know, coming to age kind of moment where I, I realized that as an adult and, and as a black man in America, you can't just harbor all these emotions and thoughts and, and just think that it's going to be okay and, you know, want to go lay in my bed and, and maybe, you know, talk to my fiance about it and think that it's going to be okay, which it, it is fine, but you got to express it a little more. And I, I got to be more open with the people who say they love me and, and are, are there for me to where I can have those conversations with them as well, too. But 
even them, they've all expressed to be the same that you know, professional help may be a route to take just to get an outside perspective to kind of help me in on that. But uh, I, I definitely am taking that more in consideration now, and I'm, I'm in the next steps of trying to get that going. And, and after hearing some of your word from today, just you hit it on the head again, it reiterates, you know, that that this uh, that seeking out help isn't, it's not a it's not a hit to me or it's not a you know a notch under my belt labeling me weak or anything like that it's 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 a part of life i mean we're all human we're all here and if we're lucky we get to spend 100 years on this earth and hmm. if we can we're never going to be doing that alone so who am i to try to harbor all those emotions or feelings that even may not even be directly about me or my situation and not express that with other people especially with the ones who love me so I, I definitely appreciate what you've been saying on the uh, on the podcast, and I, I love what I've been hearing and uh, your expression of that. And to hear you say that you've had those uh, thoughts as well, I can attest to that. Where I, I've never attempted, but I, I have had those thoughts, and I felt a weakness in that for thinking, why am I thinking that? But it's in a sense because those emotions have been harbored in, and they they got to be expressed. And uh, and like I said, I'm I'm seeking out those next steps to get that, but. I'm appreciative of, of black men like yourself who are out here advocating for that and putting it out there for for people to, to, to get that help that they need and then not necessarily be a bad thing. It's just, you know, talk it out. Even if you're having a good day, talk it out. If you're having a bad day, talk it out. But I appreciate everything you're doing out here, brother. Man, hey, first and foremost, much love to you, bro. I really do appreciate that. And I'm I'm letting you know right now what you said was it was very powerful, you know, and and it and it does go back to like when we see our fathers, you know, who we see as our superheroes, you know what I'm saying? And seeing them not express their vulnerabilities unless it was at a funeral, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And when we get older, it's like, this is what it's taught to us is that we just have to, we just have to hold it together. Right. We just gotta, we just gotta keep it in, man. We can, we can push through this fight. We could do it. And it's just only so long until you realize like, you know, this battle I'm I'm going I'm I'm in right now, it's like it's really whooping my feet. I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm doing this right, if I'm approaching my life right, about how I handle situations. I don't know what's going on, but you know, you spoke a lot of truth in that and I, I'm I'm blessed to have you disclosed, bruh. Um you're right, man, as a black man, especially uh from from centuries in the past, centuries ago, you know, from where we are today, I have to say that I'm blessed to be in a position to even speak about this and to have brothers like you and multiple others out there that's really working on improving their mental health, man. Like, it's a big thing. It's a big thing, man. So it's really major and it's salute to you for real, bro. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Like you said, it's, it's a big thing and I and I, I appreciate you for highlighting these things because, you know, without these platforms, you know, I, I don't know if most of these conversations would even be being had so, mm. so once again uh shout out to Kariga, shout out to room service radio and, and underlying perceptions you, you guys are doing great things out here much love brother i appreciate you man you have a blessed one you too all right late yeah that was solid see that i have, I have another one i can call back you, we got another one yeah let's get it let's get it that that right there y'all is what i'm talking about these these are topics that we can just have like it makes us stronger, man. This makes us stronger. It makes us stronger. Hello. Hello. The, welcome to Underlying Perceptions. This is Kariga. May I ask who's speaking? Yeah, this is James. What's up, brother? How you doing today? 
I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing good. So, you know, today's topic is about why men suppress their emotions. And I just want to get your perspective on that. Why do you think men suppress their emotions? Uh, I mean, it's plain, uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, no one to show, no one, no man wants to show that they're afraid of anything. Mm. Yeah, no man wants to show vulnerability. Yeah. You know, and, and when you with your boys and you don't want to, you don't want to seem weak. I mean, sometimes it's a good and bad thing to suppress it because then, you know, it stops people from taking advantage of you as well. Mm. That's real. So, the, and the more you open up to people, the more they, that it leaves you vulnerable. Yeah. So if I, if I, if I keep all my emotions to myself, then other people can't take advantage of it mm. and then use it against me. And then, you know, like I said, no man wants to uh, show people that I'm afraid. Hey brother, I'm afraid of this. Right. Right. You know, and, and it fits into your mental health because, you know, once you're afraid of something and you, and you tell someone it's like, now you're vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I like what you're doing, man. You know, mental health is very important and yes sir what you know there's people out there that that really wants to be there for you so you shouldn't always suppress them yeah you should open up let them know like you know, hey i'm afraid of this you know what i mean because the more that you open up the more the more that like and not be afraid to keep everything to yourself and have it bought, built up and bottled up yes you're speaking the truth yeah so, you know Mental health, you know, it's, it's a big subject. And people, the more that people talk about it, the more that we get in the forefront, then the more we can be there for other people. Yeah. Be, you know, and what you said earlier, man, it's like, you know, like you said, it's like it doesn't make you want to seem weak. And then it gets to the point where in our life, like, we bottle it up so much, um, we we end up co we we end up partaking in unhealthy coping, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. And like, yeah, go ahead. Speak, man. I hear you. Once you take on so much, you know, you you end up making the wrong decision. Yes. You bottle it up and then you snap at someone and it might be not the day for them because they might be going through the same thing you're going through. Amen. You said, hey, brother, you know, I'm I'm going through something right now, you know, and it ain't got to just be afraid of anything. Be, you know, I'm holding it in because I actually care about someone and, and nowadays we need to start giving people their roses while they're alive. Come on. Talk that, you know, to, and, and, and because when they're gone, that's when we, that's when we tend to bottle it up more. But if we, if we love on people and let them know, Hey, I love you. And you know, I'm afraid because we're afraid to tell people we love each other. Hey brother, I love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is and when that? they're gone, it's like, Oh, if I would have told them, then you, you don't have nothing to feel guilty about. Yes. And guilt is, guilt is a, a, a big, strong, uh, mental barrier that people need to break down too. Hey, now speak about it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what was you saying? Cause you, you, you brought up a good topic about, uh, about being afraid. And... Yeah. You know, I was, it's, you know, more so like the unhealthy coping, man, you know, like, uh, like a prime example of me, like when I was in college, college, uh, my undergrad, you know, that was, that was some years right there, stress, you know, and just built up emotions. And I, I know got to the point where I started like, you know, I started engaging in drinking. Um, I did engage in, you know, I did engage into like, you know, pills, 
to to kind of just you know hey let me get a little high let me get a little fade to kind of mask the pain that I was dealing with let me go ahead and utilize uh you know these substances to what I feel better assist me in life when I'm going through shit and I know that it, it definitely didn't help if anything it made things worse it made me suppress more um then it starts affecting the mental health and how you think of things so I I find it that you know it if if a person, a man, uh, you know, he holds his in, his emotions in too much, too longer, um, he will engage into like unhealthy coping. You know, it's it's a go to. Uh, and, and that's liquor. Yeah. You, you know, honestly, what, what some people don't understand is I, I, that's how I used to cope. Mm. Drink a lot, drink a lot, and, and I wake up the next morning. I still got that same thing mm. for, that, for that moment when I'm getting drunk. Yeah. Anybody. Or they not too much. Right. So, you know, and then that's just all we try to do is hide our pain instead of going to someone and say, hey, you know, find someone you trust. Yes. There's a lot of people out there that's loyal. Find someone you trust and, and, and break it down to them. This is why I'm acting this way. This is why I'm hurt. Right. You know what I mean? Because as long as you suppress it, you're going to feel alone. Mm. You're going to feel abandoned. You know what I mean? So it, it you you have to learn how to open up. And be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Be comfortable in your own skin to say, you know what? Not today. Yes. Today, every, and you just take it one day at a time. Always, always take it one day at a time okay. and let people know how much you care for them and don't hold it in. Yeah. Because the more you hold it in, the more that you're going to react off of something negative. Mm -hmm. And then I, I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer in what you put into the world is what you get out. So if you keep, uh, keep the negativity on your mind all the time, you're going to bring in negativity. And it's always going to feel like, oh, I got nothing but bad luck. Yes, exactly. Start feeling like the world is crumbling on you. Yes. And then when you start talking to people and networking, you will realize, dang, I'm not the only only one going through it. Yeah, man. So, you said it. Like yeah. you, you said it. it's a nail in the coffin, man. It's like a, that external locus control. You know, we build it in so much yes, that sir. we think it's somebody. We we project our feelings on the others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. You speaking truth, bro. You speaking truth. Yeah. Now I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. You doing you doing big things, and you know if it, I, I, man, I'm gonna support you to the end. I appreciate that, man. Much love to you for real. I appreciate you calling in, providing your perception on this topic, man. And um, you stay blessed out there, brother. Yes, sir. Keep oh. doing your thing, man. Thank you. Now, that was some real talk right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it is a is it a, is there a fear behind? Is there a fear behind it? As, as to why you mask your emotions um, as a male in society today? Like, what is the fear, you know? Um, is there an image you're trying to protect or upkeep, you know? What is it, you know? And just sitting here hearing two great perspectives, um, you know, it really, it really opened my eyes to things too. Like, yeah, it's kind of like a external locus control, locus of control. It's like, we we tend to learn certain things from our childhood from the men we looked up to, which could be our big brothers, um, our older cousins. You know, it could be our dads. You know, our grand our grandpas. You know what I'm saying? And seeing how they handle their emotions or how they express their emotions 
um, it does it does reflect on us. Like that is that was powerful, man. Like I think that was the only yeah, that's really the only time I ever seen my pops cry. You know, he's a strong man. You know, and I just wonder like, yo, check in on my pops. Let me see how he doing. You know, because I remember looking into my grandpa. You know, he was an, he was another person that ended up keeping his emotions you know, in solitude, bottled up. And that's that's all I remember growing up is like, hey, as a man, just keep that shit together, you know? And I think it's just one side of me where it's just like only for so long, though, you know? Because the more and more life just keeps hitting and hitting and hitting, um, I'm going, I'm going to end up falling on this canvas. And my goal is to keep getting back up and fighting. So if I get up and fight, I got to find a new strategy so I don't get laid out on this canvas again, <laughs> you know? So hearing those perspectives, man, it was powerful. Yes, unhealthy coping is definitely a thing, you know? Um, I express it in my music. You know, I, I love making music. That's a healthy coping mechanism for me. You know, I love hiking, uh, releasing those endorphins, man. It helps out the mental. Uh, anything that I can, anything that I could possibly do to to really better myself in difficult circumstances, you know, uh, because yeah, for real, like taking pills just to see like, Hey, can I, can I go to sleep? Can I calm down drinking, thinking like, Hey man, I just got to get buzzed. I got to, I got to feel some type of fade. I got to feel some type of high in life in order to cope. And no, honestly, hell no, it ain't the way. If anything is going to break you down, it's going to crumble you in, those partaking your mental health and you know that's a whole nother topic in the neuropsychology development of how the brain functions off of substance use but you know you can't engage in substance use as a coping skill all the time because it would deteriorate your brain functioning you know so there is a science behind that uh to be aware of when you do engage in these substances you know like okay if it's impacting your mental health um you know we either we either got to stop. Sometimes it ain't hard to stop. So then maybe we might have to go ahead and, you know, seek rehab. You know, maybe we need to go seek the help that we really need, that we truly need in order for us to take better steps in life. You know, encourage change, you know, encourage change for people. Um, if you see any of your friends or any of your homies going through stuff, I mean, if you see cryptic messages, you know, uh, if it's in your heart too, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not obliged to to help everybody in the world. But, you know, if there's somebody you do care for, somebody you do love for, you see cryptic messages on their social medias, you you see their behaviors when y'all out and about, when y'all having fun and you see a different vibe, you sense a different vibe, just just check in, you know? Just check in with them. Just be like, hey, how you doing? Is everything good? You know, you need to talk. You know, create a safe space for your people, man, because you could be the change. You know, in order to see the change, you have to be the change. And maybe your approach to certain situations that people are ha uh, that are people dealing with in life could make that change. And you checking in on somebody, they're going to look at that like, wow, somebody care. And it's going to be a domino effect. Now they checking in on somebody who may be checking in on somebody. And hopefully it could just be this this cycle of where we just making sure, hey, we good. Are we going to be good? You know, how's your mental health? How are you doing? Uh, is life better for you right now? You know, are you enjoying the things in life? Are you going out? How's your depression? How's your anxiety? You know, being aware of these things and knowing that people care is because the support system is everything. I don't know if y'all watched that movie, um, 
I think it's called Breakfast at Tiffany's, a great movie, classic film. And my favorite quote from that movie was, the key to true happiness is human belongingness. Humans need to belong to people. They got to have a sense of belongingness, you know. Um, when I worked in a group home, you know, most of my youth, of course, they, they gang bang or they were raised around people who were in gangs and they just were guilty by association. Um, those who just engaged in criminal activities or conduct be behaviors as they would label it in these systems. Um, the more and more I worked with them, I was like, these, these, these boys aren't bad. You know what I'm saying? They did some shit that's like, yeah, you know, according to society and the moral compass of things, um, they're breaking rules, you know, but but they're not bad. You know, what I mean? and maybe these boys have been hearing this their whole life, even from people they love or they thought that was their their uh, their protector, you know, um, hearing that they're bad or hearing that they're not this and not that or they ain't shit. They never will be shit. And I will hear it from them. That's how people will perceive them. And that's that external locus control. So it's like they will go ahead and engage in these behaviors as a form of expression to to as an as a form of expression in the impulsivity realm. You know, it goes back to acting out of impulse, that negative decision making that comes from bottling up those emotions. That's what I'm talking about. And I see it in these group homes. And, you know, I worked with POs so I can get, uh, you know, I am provide the therapy to help the youth not have these charges follow him in his adult life because you don't want to ruin that. You want to be able to get you a job. You want to be able to just live your life. So seek treatment. I can help you. I talk with your PO. We come to a common ground to get you free out of that system because I don't like seeing my, my, my people in the system like that. And I don't encourage my brother. Simo stepped in the building was good. <laughs> I don't like seeing my people, you know, uh, in the situation to where they feel like they're caged animals and they will always be looked at as such. No, hell no. I am against that 100%. I feel like they need a safe space to express themselves. And I promise you, I've provided safe spaces for some of these youth and the outcomes that they've had. Amazing. Blessed to see this from them, from what that, what was reported in the past. Oh, you know, used to do this, this, and this. And look at them now. Some of these kids turned out to be firefighters. You know, some of these kids turned out to work into the criminal system so they can go ahead and make a change. You know, some went to school and they said, I'll never go to college. And now they're obtaining bachelor's degrees. You know, it's because they need a sense of human belongingness. They need a support system. They need a safe space to express themselves. One thing that POs will always ask me is, Hey, Chris, since you're so cool with the boys, why don't you go ahead and ask them why they're gangbanging? Just leave. And I would literally look at this PO like, you got hired? <laughs> 100. No, I'm being honest. Like, you got hired? Like, really? You really asking, like, me to tell a kid to stop doing what he's doing? I, I don't dictate or control this person's life or decision making. And I'm well under, understanding of this culture, too. So I'll be damned if I go up to a kid and say, hey, man, you need to stop gangbanging. It's a sense of belongingness. You know, I would hear stories saying, hey, the gang looked out for me more than my family did. When I didn't have a family, my gang was my family. When I was down, they was bringing me up. So we have to really assess these things before we make those dumbass comments.
Yes, I call them dumbass comments. Before we make those dumbass comments, we need to really think about that. Like, it's a sense of belongingness. Shit. You know? I can't tell somebody to stop doing what they're doing. I just want to provide the tools to better them, their situation. But it's the support system behind this. People need a support system. When I hear these kids as young as 12 talking about how they're in the streets and doing this, and it's because they need a support system. A lot of our black men and brown men, fathers are not as pre present in their child's lives. And there's statistics showing that. And, you know, when the father is really not present in life, there's a lot of internal conflicts that will go unresolved until they tend to seek treatment or, you know, find that closure or end up going ahead and confront those internal conflicts. You know, when having a, a, a male figure in your life um, for a man is is very, very important. Now, this is not saying a single mother can't raise a boy. No, I'm not saying that whatsoever. Hell no, I'm not saying that whatsoever. But I am saying that a father does play an important role just as much. You know, they play an important role in that child's life and that child's upbringing. And it's how the father is towards the child that also matters too. the disciplinary uh, style, the parental style. These are things that we also need to be mindful of, too, when we have our little boys, because uh, working in the group homes. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I worked in a lot of group homes in the L.A. and San Bernardino County um, in the mental health department. And um, one thing that I did learn is that there's not many group homes for girls like uh, I mean, there's 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 like a few, you know what I'm saying? And but it's but when you hear group homes it's male dominant and it's it's with boys like uh it's with boys as young as 11, 10 years old in these systems. Like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I'll like, say that, that, that alone speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? So we got we to gotta think about these things, man. Let's create a safe space for our young, our young men out there so we can raise better young men um, and, and, and raise young men to learn how to respect women, learn how to respect their mental health, respect themselves, respect their children, respect, you know, to uh, create safe spaces to, to, to better communicate. You know, these are things that matter. So remind you, you got a, you got a young boy out there. You got you a son, you know, be, be the best you can for him because that cognition is going to develop and it, it takes memory and it, uh, it, it holds a lot. They absorb things. Children absorb everything. So these are things to be mindful of. And them group homes is a prime example, man. Them group homes are a prime example. That these kids absorb their environment. Hello? 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 Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to Underlying Perceptions. It's Kariga, man. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Malik. How you doing, bro? Oh, what's good, brother? How you doing? Doing good. Yeah, man. So, you know, today's topic is about... uh. Why do men suppress their emotions? And for you to call in, man, I do appreciate it. I would like to hear your perception on why you think men suppress their emotions, bro. I'm at work right now. So I'm going to say a few words. Oh, yeah, get I it. Say, um, because they think people don't care, you know. So mm. why why um, express yourself if you think nobody cares about it? Yeah. That's how I used to do, so that's what, that's where I'm coming from with it. 
But I'm about to go back to work, though, bro. Hey, man, I appreciate you tuning in, man. Stay blessed, brother. You as well. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Hey, that was short and concise. And it, yeah, it speaks volumes, man. We just don't want to seem weak. That's that's really what it comes down to. It's a it's a trust thing, you know. It's a it's a it's an issue with that too, you know. So, hey, for everybody out there that just uh, tuned in, for everybody that uh, called, um, I just want to say much love. I do appreciate y'all really tuning in. I hope that you know y'all was able to get something from this discussion, from this perception, you know. Um, as you can see, underlying perceptions, there's an S at the end of the perceptions for a reason. You know, it's it's not just mine. It's everybody's perceptions. Like, I just want to hear everybody's perceptions, if I can, you know, as to why, you know, mental health gets minimized. What are these misconceptions, these disparities that we encounter with when it comes to mental health? And this topic today, man, I just I hope it resonate with people. Um, these phone calls, man, they resonated with me. And they have me reflecting like these are this, these are things that take in consideration as to why men always suppress their emotions, you know. So thank you guys for tuning in to Underlying Perceptions with Kariga. Once again, you can go to my website, www.xkariga.com, and you will find everything you need to find about me on that website. Go to the contact page. Hit me up via email. Um, if you have an underlying perception, a topic that you would like to discuss or want me to discuss, I'm here. I'm open ears. And may y'all stay blessed. And remember, be real. You don't have to be perfect. Peace.